Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Chats with Children. I hope you're safe and well. Uh, it's a glorious evening here in Surrey, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Gabe uh, Longoria, who is the Chief Commercial Officer at Astrea Bioseparations, and we're going to be talking about biopharmaceuticals. So, Gabe, lovely to see you. How are you, my friend? Yeah, very well, Rizwan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate well, being here. Well, it's lovely to see you, and it's lovely to see that your shirt matches that lovely painting behind you. <laughs> Thanks. I'd, I'd love to take credit for the painting, but I can't. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. Yeah, great. And, and where are you calling in from today? So I am uh, based in Southern California. So a uh, little town called San Clemente, kind of right in between LA and uh, San Diego. Yeah. So I wish it was a little sunnier today. Hopefully it comes out here sooner or later, uh, dealing with sort of the the May, uh, the the May gloom, I guess, as you call it, sometimes down here in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's still going to be uh, sunnier than it is where I am, and warmer, <laughs> I would have thought as well. And you know, San Clemente sounds so exotic as well. So uh, it's lovely for you to join me anyway. And actually, Gabe, because I know you're a big Red Sox fan, today I've put on my Miami Marlins baseball jersey. I noticed that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so before we start to give up biopharmaceuticals and some of the trends within the market, perhaps for those. Those who are not familiar with Australia and also you, perhaps you give a quick overview of the business and also a little bit about your own background. Absolutely. Um, so I am about a little over a month, I guess, now into this new role at Australia. Um, but I've got more than 25 years of commercial experience in cell biology, biotherapeutics, drug discovery, um, diagnostics, you know, in, in encompassing multiple roles within sales marketing, product management, as well as technical support. So definitely been in the um, industry for quite a long time. Um, as, as far as Australia is concerned, again, a very mature portfolio. They were a spin out from the University of Cambridge back in 1987, um, was then initially acquired by Prometic Life Sciences, and then most recently acquired by Gamma Biosciences last year. So kind of give you a little bit of um, an understanding of how long, you know, Australia has kind of been in this market space and how they've really refined a lot of their product offerings. So um, very unique. And in my career, I followed a lot of the advanced therapy um, sort of transitions as things have grown. Of course, now there's a lot of cell and gene therapy, but I've seen a lot of the personalized medicine come to fruition as well as, you know, some of the precision medicine that has actually occurred um, historically. So it, it's really fantastic to kind of see how things have grown, how things have progressed, especially in this market and how, you know, treatments such as the recent vaccines that have come out, you know, how they have really accelerated and how technology has actually driven that industry. Fantastic. We'll talk about that a little bit later, actually. But before we do that, uh, I know Australia's got quite a broad portfolio now because obviously through the different acquisitions over the last 18 months or so. So can you talk me through what the different aspects of the portfolio are and sort of what areas of life science do they touch upon and do they help with? Absolutely. So uh, Australia has a, an extensive uh, range of bioseparation products, essentially, that include um, a suite of bioprocess columns that are, are, you know, some of them are what we would consider to be semi-disposable, where uh, a client can actually purchase the column. And then we have what we call refresh kits. So the wetted parts of the column can then be replaced. And that's where the semi-disposable comes in, as well as pre-packed. So something that we can offer sort of as a full service and provide customers with the complete product. Um, we also have pure protein purification products, such as like our glycoprotein purification that uses aminophenylboronate, um, which is a, um, a 
pretty standard in the industry as well. We use things like an uh, Aratoxy Clear that's used for uh, endotoxin removal, as well as just general purification. So things such as ion exchange. But what's really interesting about some of the newer offerings that Australia has is that we offer both the triazine and an aframer-based ligand technology so that we can support the development of more of our custom, I guess, affinity absorbance, if you will. So sort of a bespoke offering that we have that if customers come to us with specific issues or challenges that they might have in this protein purification space, we can offer something a little bit more custom and help them uh, do some of the discovery work associated with that. Um, also the development of those particular products, and then obviously have an endpoint delivering a solution to our customers as well. So, so very expansive, if you will. This is just touching on a few of these products. So we have quite a bit, but certainly we're embedding ourselves in sort of that bioprocessing side of the manufacturing um, of these biologics in the industry. Right. So that leads into my next one, which is given that you are obviously quite heavily involved in the bioprocess side of the industry, what do you see going forward, some of the developments within and some of the key drivers within the sector around biopharma? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, the way that I see kind of the evolving um, features of new technologies, I've seen it over the course of, you know, past 20, 10 to 20 years, and it's very interesting because a lot of the high throughput technologies has again evolved to newer technologies that have come out. So things like automation obviously have make a significant impact, um, getting drugs to market faster. Robotics has certainly made a big impact on things as well. Um, technologies such as CRISPR, um, CRISPR screening, you know, has also allowed things to move at a more rapid pace to identify and interrogate, I think at the cellular level, a little bit better about what you want a drug to do or how a cell is going to react to those you know and and then out of all of this you tend to see a massive um, amount of data that's generated from all this you know and and there has to be a level of interpretation for that data so one of the newer things that we're seeing trending right now is for instance ai you know in the interrogation of a lot of these data sets i know precision medicine is essentially dependent on ai if you will because there's such a massive amount of data that's being generated that it needs to be really vetted out. And then some things like miniaturization, if you will, like being able to do smaller of these cell-based assays using less reagents. So, so I think there's just multiple aspects of how these different technologies have impacted the market. And really, again, now we're seeing you know, a certain level of cell and gene therapy um, um, technologies that are actually driving um, the industry also, yeah. Now, if you look at, obviously, the last 12 months, a lot of the technological advancements have been driven through the search for the vaccine, whether it's, you know, obviously, mRNA, it's whether the diagnostic kits which have been developed. I mean, obviously, it's been fantastic. Everything's been developed in such a short space of time. But obviously, there's been a huge amount of funding from government and other sources to help drive that. Do you think, going forward that that level of funding is still going to be there to help drive these changes faster? Or do you think there are going to be, or there is going to be a slowdown in terms of not just the funding, but will there be other barriers you think which may start to appear, which weren't there previously? Yeah, you know, that's a very interesting question, actually, Rizwan, because, um, you know, funding is always somewhat of a barrier, right, to advancement. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, from a global perspective, I think there's a lot of governments and organizations that don't want to see 
uh, funding be a barrier to, you know, uh, solving a problem, you know, such as a global pandemic. So I think the response, especially the response from the private industry, has really kind of generated that need and shown that that need exists, you know, so hopefully, I mean, I'm very hopeful that those barriers won't exist from a funding standpoint, but, you know, that's always a conversation I think to be had, you know, and always something that people are going to be concerned about, but I can certainly see this experience that we've all been in. We don't want to be in it again. And so I would hope that we'd be a little bit more proactive on how that money is spent for sure. Yeah. Fine. And obviously you've been in the business as you said, for a month now. So you've come in mm-hmm. and like anyone who comes in a senior management position, you're reviewing everything, looking at how everything sure. works before you plan ahead. So from your perspective coming in though, what's your vision then for Australia going forward? I mean, have you even formulated a vision? Is there a vision already in your mind that what you want the business to be? And how do you see that uh, addressing the needs of the market? Yeah, Um I think, you know, based on the way that Gamma has done some of the acquisitions, so Gamma Biosciences, you know, they've they've essentially instituted um, a support structure that what they kind of call community practice, where the companies that are associated with that life sciences arm has the capability of actually sharing information, sharing best practices. So I think there's an aspect of that that I can build upon specifically within Australia. So I want to be a little bit more customer focused. I wanna drive better communication, more transparent communication, if you will, and have a different approach to um, identifying what are the real issues and challenges that customers are having today and how can we solve them? So again, being that it's a mature portfolio, there's still a lot of growth potential within the organization and some of the problem solving that we're seeing. And again, from a custom standpoint, I think that that services side of our business is actually going to be able to identify more of these opportunities to be able to actually identify what is the best thing for the customer today and within the next several years. So I'm I'm just very excited about the direction I think that this organization is going to go and I'm excited to be a part of it. Fantastic. And, you know, obviously, I know it's been a relatively short space of time, but, uh, you know, in that period, has there been anything that you've learned from customers that you think, well, actually, that's a great idea. We would need to sort of look ahead and maybe drive that forward? Um, that's, yeah, you know, I, I think what I'm hearing from customers, um, especially very recently, is that there's always opportunity to accelerate things and they're always looking for ideas on how they can accelerate their process, you know, come cut back on a certain amount of timelines. Um, and, and it's always been, I think, um, the challenge that most companies have had being able to get a drug to market. Um, so I, I think it's important to stay on that path. I think it's important to identify new and better ways of actually getting things to the market space and, and really supplying customers with those solutions, right? Delivering exactly what's necessary in order to be able to, you know, obviously put things in, 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 into perspective in terms of being able to help people with the numerous types of diseases and cancers that exist out there. So. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I know that's all we've got time for because I know, you, obviously, the sun's starting to come out. You'll have to go onto the beach any moment. Soon. <laughs> so. I would love to. Thanks, Rizwan. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So I won't hold you back from that. So if people want to get more information on Australia, where can they get more information? Uh, you can certainly go to our website, um, www.australiabioseparations.com. Uh, certainly reach out to us there. You can contact us directly. We have um, uh, certainly a lot more information on the resources about our products. Um, or, or I'm happy to, to um, uh, answer any questions or have any comments about Australia directly. So feel free to reach out to me as well. Brilliant. Well, I appreciate you taking time. I, I, no, thank you. 
It's lovely to see you again. Enjoy uh, the weekend. Hopefully the Red Sox don't keep winning because I really do need the Yankees <laughs> to catch up with them. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye on them for you. How's that, Rizwan? <laughs> yeah, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. well, it's lovely to see you. Look, look after yourself. You as well. Weekend and have a, have a great uh, 2021. I hope, uh, obviously, the new role is a great success. So thank you very much. Thank you. To talk to thank us. you very much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. I hope you found that interesting. If you've got any questions for Gabe, please leave comments below the video or you can contact him directly or check out the website with the link will be above the video as well so until next time have a wonderful weekend although you may be watching this i don't know why i'm saying weekend it's actually tuesday so but anyway have a wonderful weekend which is coming up anyway and enjoy the rest of the week and until next time stay well and stay safe bye-bye